Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hi, I'm Bria Jones with WREG-TV. I'm hanging with your girl, Ina Esco, with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hi, I'm Davina Jones with Couture Cares, and I'm here with Ina Esco on Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. This podcast intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis flair. I need you all to hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on all streaming platforms. Let's get right into it because I got one of my sisters with me today. Uh, I'm going to tell you how we met during the pod, but check it out. She is the principal over there at Alsea Elementary. She is a member of Delta Sigma Theta and she is truly a leader in the education system here in Memphis and beyond. I am talking about Eureka McAfee. (laughs) What's up, sis? Hi, Ina. How are you, love? I am good. How are you? (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Do you remember when we first met? I do. Okay, tell me. Let me see if you remember. I remember we were at LeMoyne on, Coach Brown and I. She had this red Mustang. I'll never forget. I remember that Mustang. And we drove from Memphis to Millington. Yeah, I was like, Coach, she better be good, Coach. She better be good. She better be good. I, I remember pulling up mm-hmm. to your house, Ina, and mm-hmm. we talked to your dad. Mm-hmm. And he was a little skeptical about you coming to LeMoyne on, mm-hmm. but Coach Brown made it happen. She and did. the next thing I know, you were at LOC. Baby, at LOC, Eureka, and, Sitting. you know, other players showed me the ropes of LOC in South Memphis and really, you know, changed my life. And mm-hmm. I love you, girl. I really do. I love you more, Ina. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. But let's start at the beginning about your journey, Eureka McAfee. Where are you originally from? What part of Memphis? I am from South Memphis, Carver High School, class of 95. Shout out to all my Cobras. Yes. I also attended Riverview Middle School. Okay. And A.B. Hill Elementary. Okay. Yeah. So, so you I, had a good time growing up in South Memphis? I did. I really did. Okay. I can remember um, growing up on Dempster Street. Mm-hmm. We were in the Bell's apartments. I'll never forget that. And um, we got evicted when I was in the third grade. Mm. I didn't even know it was an eviction. Okay. I just remember going to school. And when we got out of school, my mom was at the bus stop. Waiting on you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we walked to my grandmother's house. And there were most of our things there. Mm. But fast forward. Got involved in sports. I always wanted to be a majorette. Okay. Yeah, because you I didn't was always dancing and shaking that. <laughs> but you know what? I did not make you the majorette team. Why you didn't make the majorette team? I have no idea. I just they didn't have it. I didn't have it back then. I didn't okay, have it. But then. you had I it didn't. at Lamar. You had <laughs> Growth and development, huh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, the coaches already knew my uncles, you know, the McAfee's being there. So I started playing basketball and was starting. 
And so just matriculating through middle school then to Carver High School. Okay. Volleyball, basketball, track. So you Ms. were Carver. in all the, okay, Miss Carver. 94, 95. Okay, Miss Carver. So you were very deep into the sports. Did you have other activities you liked to do? I always loved dance, just kind of like cheer. I remember being a part of the Charmettes. That was like a social club. Yes. Okay. Yes. And okay. at that time, real heavy into my small church, New Revelation. Small but mighty. Small yes. but mighty. I like that. So yeah. did you know you wanted to go to Lemoyne? How did that, how did you matriculate into Lemoyne happen? Actually, I was going to TSU. That was the plan. That was the plan. But uh-huh. then I didn't want to leave. Memphis. And I had some classmates, um, Benidra Robinson, Lasandra Bradford. Yeah, Benidra and Lasandra. Yeah, they were already on the Lamorne on volleyball team. And I was like, hey, I want to join them. And I remember going to Lamorne and looking into their education program. And so I wanted to be at home. And Coach Cook recruited me my freshman year. I was there. Eddie Cook. He was the coach at Lamorne on my freshman year. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So when you got to Lamont, when you hit the scene, what were your thoughts immediately? You know, actually, you know, being the first person from my family to attend college, it was just all like a awe moment for me. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to make sure that I did everything that I was supposed to do, you know, on the campus. The campus is not really huge, but just the thought of staying in the dorms my first time, being away from home, from yeah. my parents, you know. So I'm trying to remember everything they taught me, you know, the do's and don'ts, just doing the right thing. But I was very, very nervous because I really didn't think that I was going to do well coming from South Memphis. Mm. You know, you put these stigmas on the optional schools and the traditional schools, and I was like, I need to come from Central to do good in college. But, you know, by the grace of God, I got in that thing and just did what I was supposed to do. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. had fun while I was in it. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did. Okay, Mm. so, Rika, what – and this is a question – that I asked another one of our classmates, uh, Jared Stevens, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. What do you Jared. think is the magic of LOC? Mm, the family environment. That's mm-hmm. the magic. You know, and people are very transparent at Lamorne. Oh, yes, they are. We'll get checked, right? Okay. And then we'll let You'll you You'll learn know. how to check. Absolutely. But it's just a family environment. And you never meet a stranger at Lamorne, being that it's a small college and there are activities for you to get involved in. And people truly care about you at Lamorne. So I think that's the magic, the whole family environment yeah. and the athletics, you know. Yes. Sports saved my life, Ina. Me too, girl. It's the athletics. Yes, me too. I I, I feel you on that. I truly do. I truly do. Now, let's talk about what happened after Lamorne on. Mm. After Lamorne on, I started my educational journey. I became a kindergarten teacher. Immediately. My first year. I was yes. 22 years old. How was that? At Carnes Elementary School. Yes. It was, I'll never forget, Ina. You know, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. My parents um, taught me right from wrong. And they were, I felt like they were strict parents, but they didn't at the time. And going into it, you just want your kids to just love you, your students. Mm-hmm. But I learned very fast that you have to provide structure and discipline for students. Mm-hmm. And can I share this one thing? Yeah. We had a librarian at Carnes Elementary School, Miss Jeffsy McGee. And my students went to the library. And at the end of that class, she said, come here, Miss McAfee. Let me tell you something. 
<laughs> she said, Miss McAfee, you better get these kids right. She said, take your foot, put it on their necks, and keep it there. Because <laughs> if you don't, they're going to run you and me both right up out of here. Mm. And it was at that moment that she gave me permission to be a disciplinarian. Mm. And it is okay to provide structure. Not to be mean, but they need to know you mean business and their education is serious. So that was in 2000, mm -hmm. the fall of 2000. Mm -hmm. So by the spring of 2001, mm -hmm. oh, we were ready. You had that discipline down <clears throat> pack. What did you immediately incorporate, like, from a discipline standpoint? Making what were you not doing? I guess it was the follow-through, redirecting. Like, when you see students, you have to give them that immediate redirection, you can't expect them to self-correct unless you've taught them that. So I had to teach them that when they break a rule, there's going to be some immediate redirection. Mm -hmm. Then we talk about it. You know, and we have to teach children because they're, they don't know. We have to teach them what's right, what's wrong, and have their communication. So that was yeah. important. So you but only did one early. year in kindergarten. One year in kindergarten. What was next? Fifth grade. Oh, that was a big jump. 17 years, yes. That's a whole nother mindset, fifth grade. <laughs> Absolutely. But when I interviewed with um, Mr. Boone, I love you. Shout out to Mr. Boone, the best. <laughs> I asked him for fourth or fifth grade. He said, I don't, I don't have fourth or fifth grade, but I have kindergarten. But when we needed an extra fifth grade teacher, he came to me and I was like, well, Mr. Boone, I got kindergarten down pack. And I once I went to fifth grade, I never looked back. I loved fifth grade. What is it about a fifth grade? Because what age is that at that That's point? That's 10. And it's the exit grade from elementary. So they're like the seniors of the building. Right. Yes, and very independent. Mm -hmm. And you get to really shape and mold them. They trust you, and they understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. If you are um, intentional, deliberate, and strategic, and you're playing, and they understand that you care about them, they'll perform. We had some great times at Carnes Elementary School. You miss Carnes. I do, and I miss Mr. Boone being my leader. Mr. Boone, I got to meet you, Mr. Boone, because yes. Eureka remembers you for sure. Now, His birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, it? Mr. Boone. Okay, he's a Pisces like myself. Oh. My birthday's tomorrow. Oh, today my son's <laughs> birthday. Happy it's birthday, Biggie, 21. Happy birthday. He's 21. 21. Tell him I said happy Junior. birthday, I little Tyrus. Tell him, Ina, tell him happy, happy birthday, little Tyrus. <laughs> you remember big me? Tyrus, man. Big, big <laughs> Okay. Look, Rika, okay, mm -hmm. now you got me giggling over here. Okay, so let's stick within the education realm for okay. a second. So I know you were over there at Carnes, but you have matriculated quite a bit yes. until where we are today okay. as principal over there at Alsi. Tell me mm -hmm. some more about that. Okay, so I stayed at Carnes Elementary School for 12 years. That's a long time. Then Mr. Boone retired, so I wanted to go to middle school. Okay. But I ended up going to what's called the I-Zone with Dr. Antonio Burt, another great, phenomenal leader. So I taught fifth grade at Four Road Elementary School for six years Girl, under the leadership. teaching game for a minute. <laughs> yes, under okay. the leadership of Dr. Antonio Burr and Dr. Laquita Tate. Love me some Dr. Yes, Tate. Yes, Dr. Tate. And so in 2017, my dad took sick, passed away, and I always wanted to do middle school. I wanted to coach and give back what was given to me. And so in 2018, I went to Bellevue Middle School. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dr. Malone. 
taught seventh grade pre-algebra, <laughs> and I was the head volleyball coach. Oh, I know you loved it. I loved it for yeah. two seasons. Mm -hmm. And then in 2020, I would move into my instructional leadership journey. I became a PLC coach. That's like an instructional facilitator. Okay. And I did that for a semester. And the next year, I applied for the assistant principal position. And I got that position. Come on, Rika Boo. Yeah, and so, you know, just a babe, Dr. Tate, she took a chance on me as her AP. Mm -hmm. 2021 pandemic year. 21-22, that was going into my second year as assistant principal. Dr. Tate took another position. Mm -hmm. So I became the interim principal of mm -hmm. January 2022 at mm -hmm. Alice Elementary School. And, you know, um... You just take the things that you learn as a teacher and all those great nuggets that you receive from your leaders and you try to mimic and kind of package them into you finding you and letting it fit your vision. And so I was the interim principal. I served from January until April. Mm -hmm. And um, my ILD, we had a conversation. I love that lady. Shout out to you also, Dr. Stanford. <laughs> she is hard on me. But yeah. I appreciate her. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Dr. Stanford. And she told me I was going to interview for the principal position, and I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I went before Dr. Ray, April 2022. Dr. George Ray. Dr. George Ray. Our former superintendent. Former superintendent. Okay, gave me happened? the name the rapping principal. He gave you the name the rapping principal. <laughs> yes. And so okay. on that day, April 13th, I was named the principal of Alice Elementary School. Yes. And, you know, it's still like a dream, Ina, because my dream was to become a teacher. But God. But God. He he can do exceedingly abundantly, more than we can ever ask for. That's true. That and is so, so true. Yeah. So you 23 at, years at in this thing. 23 years in the game, in the teaching game. Why did Dr. George Ray name you the rapping teacher? Oh, so... You know, Dr. Ray, he was big on the mantra, together we must believe, together we will achieve, together we are reimagining 901. And so I wanted to find a way to really impact my students to do their best on state assessments. And we have the TCAP test, 10 ready. And um, I remember asking my daughter, because I would always step as a teacher, we'll step. And I remember asking my daughter, I said, TT. Why don't you write a song for them? She said, I will, Mom. She said, but you're going to perform it. I was like, no, no, I'm yes. a principal, you know? Yes. And it really, really impacted scholars. Mm -hmm. It went viral. Mm -hmm. Money bag, yo, just looked at my wrist, got time today. Tim Reddy is coming his own ah! way. <laughs> and so um, that's what Dr. Ray, he got it from, because I actually let him hear it at the end of my interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember him saying, you didn't shout me out in it. Oh, he and wanted, so we had to wanted a little shout out. Yeah, okay, we went Dr. back Ray. and they we we I shouted him out. out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doctor Ray, I did, I did shout wow. him out, and that was the rapping principal, and that's what the students they look at now, right? But it, it's their respect, and they know it's for motivation. But Rika, you have always been a great connector with people, anybody, in my opinion. So, mm. so you in this role as principal. You know, you're finding ways to connect with the kids, and they need that. You're taking Absolutely. a different approach. What is a normal routine day over there at Alsey? Oh, yeah. Because to me, like I said, you're a connector, and you know how to engage them. So you first have to let them know you care. But at Alsey, normal routine, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. 7.30 into the building. It's 7.55, the students come in. At 8.10, we go on the intercom every morning. What y'all doing? See, I know you love the intercom. I know we, what's going on. You know, for the whole month of February, we played Lift Every Voice and sing the Black National mm-hmm. Anthem. And so now the students are able to select the song. I said, so what song are we going to play? So um, they select the song, my announcers, and I play it over the intercom. What they be selecting? You read the uh, back of I remember a, a couple of days ago they wanted to play. Body, yada, yada. Yeah. I, I, I just want to rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we had to make sure we keep their part clean. And so it's just kind of a way for them to connect. Yeah. And and um, we'll play that, or I may play some of their Fantasia, I believe, because, you know, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. And we'll play for about 60 seconds to two minutes sometimes. And then we go right on into our announcements each and every day. And that is the first way I connect with all of my scholars and all of the stakeholders in the building. And it's a routine every day. And we go into our core values, mm-hmm. rules of engagement, and our creed and our monster. You, you don't want me to say the core yes, values? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so we go on there and we talk about um, <laughs> Alcy Elementary Eagles are E, empowered, A, assertive, G, goal-oriented, L, logical, E, efficient, S, strategic. Okay? I like it. And then we go over our rules of engagement. Okay. Eagles are powerful. Okay, Mm -hmm. be positive, take ownership, make wise choices, Mm -hmm. be empathetic, be respectful, be forgiving, be understanding and be loving. Mm -hmm. Those are rules of engagement for scholars and all adults in the building. Mm -hmm. Then our creed. Now, I stole this one from Carnes Elementary School. What is it? I am one, but I am one. Mm -hmm. I can't do everything, but I can do something. Okay. What I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. Okay. Come on Y'all now. better say that creed. They know that creed. They though. know that creed. They got to say it every day. Every day. Okay. And the motto, too. Okay. No excuses for excellence. Mm-hmm. Eagle soar. You know what? It's something about when you speak something. Really? When you, when you say it. When you have it come out your mouth. Or even write it down. Come on now. Then you believe it. Yes. So we have to be careful what we speak into children, right? Because we want to speak life into them. And that's what I love about children. Mm -hmm. They'll listen to you, especially if they know you care. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you're going to have some that are challenged and you got to put a little more work into them. Mm -hmm. But every child has a superpower. Mm -hmm. And you have to get them to believe it and recognize it because some of them don't recognize their power. So you see something in them that they don't see. I do. I see me. Yeah. I was one of them. Okay. I see me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's so key. Yeah. If you don't see yourself in the children that you're servicing, mm-hmm. you might be in the wrong place. You might be. You might just be, honey. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Principal over there at Alcee. Shout out to all my Alcee Eagles. I love you. I think she really do love you. I do. Like for real in real life. Uh, repeat after me. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Say mine. Amen. Say mine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? And and before I before I, I give you this question, this is a moment of transparency mm-hmm. between you and I, Eureka. What do you feel like is the biggest challenge in the education system right now? Mm. And you've been in the education system for a long time. Can I be honest with you? Transparency. Parental involvement. Mm. 
And it's not about just the presence of the parents. Mm-hmm. It's about parents trusting us as educators and sending kids to school every day. Mm-hmm. Just by sending your child to school every day, mm-hmm. I know that you buy into my vision. I know that you trust this school. I know that you want the best for your child because your actions speak louder than your words. Mm-hmm. So if we can get our parents to understand the importance of education and to bring the kids to school every day, if they do their part, they have done more than enough for me. Mm. That is the biggest challenge. And the pandemic really affected us. Mm. So we are still trying to get kids into school. Wow. We got to develop stronger relationships, and we got to regain the trust of our parents. And parents got to let us do our job. What would you say is the percentage of kids that that are not being brought to school by their parents? I can only speak to my, you know, right. to my data. Um, we had about a 60% chronic absenteeism last year. 60? Yes, we've cut that in half with the help of my ILD, my counselors, um, just getting the parents reacclimated to bringing kids yeah. back to school. Did they have did they still have the choice to be online? No. We're okay. we're we're 100% in person now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're 100% back in person. So we are trying to get them to come on back. What are they doing? Where That's are they? That's a great they? question, Ina. That's a great That's question. That's a lot of kids. Even it just at 30%. Absolutely. Um you know, illnesses, transportation, death mm. so you know there are certain so many factors that affect them yeah and they're just babies yeah. aren't there like truancy laws in place to help with some of that absolutely truancy is working hard day in and day night day in and day out well, they go and knock on the people don't like how that work now Rita? they they did at one point go out you know to knock on doors and even you will have teachers and principals going to houses now, but you know this this is a different day and age now. Yeah. You know. But um so you know, after three days of absences, then they automatically there's a absence letter that's generated and it goes to the parents email. Wow. When they get to the fifth day, then they have to have a SART meeting. Mm-hmm. So they come and they meet with the schools and we try to figure out what is what are the reasons why their child is absent and to let them know to come on back in. When they get to 10 days, then it becomes truant. Mm. So, you know, you have some leverage, you have some room, because we don't know what everyone is going through, that's right? True. So when once it gets to that 10-day, then it moves into that SARB, and so that's when truancy steps in. Wow. But 10 days, that's a lot. That that's a lot of a instruction lot. that yeah. students are missing. Yeah. You know, it seems like it's really fast, but that's a lot of instruction. Mm. So we just have to continue to motivate students and motivate parents because students will apply pressure to their parents and they'll bring them, you know. But yeah. it's about keeping kids engaged and involved, and so they'll put their pressure on their parents to take them to school. Oh, wow. You know we did, but we didn't I really have to do that. Right, because <laughs> uh, our parents was on that. Hey! <laughs> right. Let me ask you this, Rika. Um you know, you were recently on a panel with one of our other classmates, mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Earl, um, Mikhail Lowry, mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Johnson, right. I believe. And mm-hmm. and the main focus of the panel in town hall was, I guess, our thoughts uh, with the Tyree Nichols situation. Mm-hmm. And you, from an education standpoint, Dr. Johnson, from an education standpoint as well with U of M, 
uh, Mikhail from a political standpoint. But I thought it was so imperative that you were there to kind of give your insight on how our young black boys are doing and how they're feeling about this situation. Um, you know, where we are today with politics, with schools, um, it's kind of like uh, like a marriage somewhat. Um, you know, there are policies in place uh, for you all. Kind of talk to some of that when the Tyree Nichols situation happened, what immediately your school had to undergo. Oh, that was a really sad situation, the Tyree Nichols. Um, just making sure that we were ready to discuss it. If students um, brought up, if they brought up the subject, I'm not initiating or, you know, pushing the issue, but just being prepared to speak to it in a manner to keep students comfortable. So, um, like I said, elementary school, K through um, fifth grade in my school, we really didn't have a lot of students who were really pushing pushing the issue, and I think some of the kids, especially in the lower grades, were not even exposed to it. Mm -hmm. And so it's only those kids who were actually exposed to it that may even push. We had a very, very, very small number of students who even discussed it. But um, we were, you know, ready to discuss with them um, just the emotional aspect of it, you know, allowing them to be able to express the way they feel, you know, making sure that it's self-led by the students, um, letting them just voice their concerns. Because it seems as if sometimes the city has gone numb to a lot of yes, crime and different things that's going on, you know, in the city. Um, but I just, I'm just really hoping that we can find a way to just come back together. Yeah. Get our young, and it's going to start with us getting our young people back. Mm -hmm. Getting them back. Yeah. We got to bring them back to us. And keep you've them taught close. a lot of them over the years. You still keep yes. in touch with with your students. I do via social media. You know, on Facebook, a lot of them will reach out to me, and they try to explain to me. And I have to realize, Ina, they were ten years old. Mm -hmm. Some of them are thirty years old now. And they're like, Miss McAfee, I'm not the same person I was when I was ten years you old. I'm like, be. you're right, <laughs> but it. My heart always sings when I see them. I just saw two of my students, former students, last week. I was out for lunch, and I saw them. Now I was just so excited. I Whenever I see them, I'm always like, let's take a picture. Let's mm -hmm. take a picture. And so I have hundreds of pictures mm -hmm. of my students, and I'm always eager and excited to hear what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you doing? But I let them lead the conversation. I want to hear some of the things they tell me. I'm like, I don't remember that, you know, yeah. but they really remember a lot. Teachers, educators have a major impact yes, and influence on students. Yes. Yeah. What's next for you with the education system? Ooh. What are we doing? I next? just got. I just became a principal. <laughs> okay. Well, I, really... I already know. If I know you, Rika McAfee. <laughs> I'm trying to. Okay. Okay. Not even. Okay. I know you're getting. You know, settled in your role, mm -hmm. but but mm -hmm. I know you do have. Um, you know, your sights on different things right now. Talk to me about it. Okay, Ina, since you asked. Well, I've always wanted to start my own nonprofit organization, and so it, it won't go away. Mm -hmm. COPE will not go away. So children of parents experiencing, because like I said, uh, when I was in elementary, I had a dad who was a drug user, you know, and it really affected our family in so many ways. But again, we had outlets. We had church. We had sports, and so... COPE will be another outlet for students um, facing different 
um, challenges to be able to get the character ed. That's so important. You know, teaching our students respect, how to respond, teaching them those responsibilities, and also allowing them an opportunity to receive some of the academic support that they may need in ELA, writing, and math. Those are my three favorites, especially writing and math. Yes, and um, just making sure that they understand how to kind of matriculate, you know, as they develop into Adults. Yeah. So, so when can non-profit. we expect this nonprofit? Ooh, my, well, my goal for it to be up and running is by 2024. Okay, so next so that's year. Soon. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on Let it. Let me now. know if you need any help with anything. I, I know how to write. I know how to read. I know how to do math. <laughs> you um, like write grants. I know. Uh, yeah, and I'm so do. serious. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Um, other than that aspiration, mm-hmm. I feel like you know your YouTube channel will be popping in the education realm as well. Let's talk about that. What are we going to be doing on this YouTube channel? Yeah, so, you know, besides posting viral videos, I do want to connect (laughs) with my students in a more academically inclined manner. Um, Since they do log on to the YouTube channel. Tell me, Ms. McAfee, I was watching you last night. So I want to make sure that every opportunity that I have Mm -hmm. to impact a scholar in an positive way, an impactful way, I want to make sure I'm imparting some knowledge into them. So I want to take those videos on there. They can stay, Mm -hmm. but I want to add some more academics to it. You know, read stories, go over sight words. Let's get these multiplication facts, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that's very important. Now they can go tap into Ms. McAfee. We can yes. add a little beat to it. And yes. Now we got Come kids learning multiplication facts. We got kids learning reading. They know sight words. How impactful would that be? That would be very impactful because they are actually people on YouTube doing, you know, something similar to what you said now, but they are not Eureka McAfee. Right. So I'm ready for you to, to let that really, you know, explore that. Absolutely. I received that. Yes. I can see my students on there sometimes with me as well. Yes. Miss Mac, we like to do it this way. Okay. Because, you know, they keep us what? They keep us in tune. With, oh, yes, they're they going to keep you in tune. Because I'm a 70s baby. Yeah, I'm an 80s baby. <laughs> I'm an 80s baby right now. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to that happening. Um, I do want to bring up a current event that's going on. Um, and we call this segment Esco's Pop Talk. I haven't done it in a while, but I'm very interested on your take on this this thing, because you mentioned videos, we recently saw a video of Ja Morant. Oh yeah, online uh, out there in Colorado, and you know he was rapping his song like the rapping teacher. <laughs> but I think he was at the strip club. He was waving a little gun right here. It wasn't even being aggressive or anything. Right. Um, however, there are rules in the NBA. Uh, you know, he, he's a, the face of the franchise for the Memphis Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and he's suspended indefinitely. And this is just another incident that has happened with John Moran. It's kind of been a buildup of different um, incidences that has been going on. What do you think about this entire uh, ordeal with John Moran uh, being suspended or even the behavior? Because John didn't come and, in the league like how, this. How old is John? John, 23. 23. So I have a 24-year-old daughter, okay. a 21-year-old son, and a okay. 19-year-old son, right? Right. So Ja is still a baby. Okay. He's still developing as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. And he he's also, like you said, the face of the franchise, right? Mm-hmm. 
So he's going to need interventions sometimes. And he needs support and guidance ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was major, especially with everything that's going on. And you are a public eye. You have young people looking. Yeah. But I also want to kind of push on his people. You understand? His yeah. support group. Yeah. Because you have to continuously be in the ears of young people. Right. And you him, have him to, and his daddy, T, seem to have a good relationship. Right. Relationships are important. Okay. And so we still have to maintain it. You know, their parent, their <laughs> parent relationship. Yeah, it's a balance now. <laughs> Hold on now. Mama still. Okay. But, yeah, so I, I really, I hurt for John, but I do understand. He's human. Mm-hmm. He makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all make some mistakes. And so he made a mistake that really impacted his career at this time. Very much so. I think he'll be able to bounce back. How? I'm not for sure. It's not the end of the world. But I want everyone to understand is that he's human and we all make mistakes. It's almost like when you're in the public eye, you're held to a higher standard. That comes with a lot of pressure. Absolutely. And so I think he needs to understand um, who he really is. Mm -hmm. You you know you you're held right. to a higher standard. You are, I am, and so he has to be careful. We all do. You understand? understand. You have to know your position and the influence that you have on people. And he has to constantly be reminded of that. Because I would, you know, John Morant, I would think that he understands that. But sometimes we don't really, you know, understand just how much influence we have on people. So we need to give him a little grace. Absolutely. I'm giving them some grace, all Please. right. Um, but but I've been looking at the uh, how do you say it? Uh, <laughs> the storm forming. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying. Event after event. Event after event. Um, and of course, my kids look up to John Moran. Um, mm-hmm. and I was actually at a Grizzlies game this past week with my brother, and it seemed like something was missing. But they won that night, and I think on the road they probably lost three straight. But um, Ja is is a big component Absolutely. of what the franchise is today. And I agree with you. I, I hope they it, – it looks like they're going to give him another chance. His sponsors aren't pulling away just yet. They're, they're, they like the fact that he was accountable for his actions. Absolutely. And he came out with a statement very promptly. So we're going to give Ja some grace. Come on, man. We're going to give Ja some this grace. That's right. Because he, he – what, 23? He, he still right. got some character building now you you learn from this one, John, and you keep living. Hold your head up. We gonna move forward. Okay. But hey, don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. You can keep the grill down. You keep the grill. <laughs> you know you Memphis, <laughs> right? But okay, we gonna give you some grace, John Morant. Well, Eureka McAfee, I have enjoyed you today on the Verbally Effective Podcast, and you know I I I want you to get that YouTube going. Um, I know you're settling in over there at Alcee, but I know those kids love and adore you. I know they do. I want you to let the verbally effective audience know how they can continue to follow your journey. How can they follow you on socials and keep up with you? Well, the best way to keep up with me is get involved into this educational arena. But I'm on Facebook as Eureka McAfee, Instagram at Eureka McAfee. I do have TikTok at Eureka McAfee. Um, also, YouTube is Eureka Mac, M-A-C, Mac. Okay. So, yeah, on those platforms. I'm All at right. LinkedIn, Eureka McAfee. So, yeah. 
So you're on there. You're on all those platforms. And we're going to make you go viral, viral, <laughs> Eureka McAfee. Well, honey, I love you. You know that. More. And, you know, anything you need from me, just let me know. Definitely call you, Ina. Thank you so call much for me. having me. You're welcome. I enjoyed you today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. And I want to thank you all for tuning in to my sis over here at Alcee Elementary, uh, Miss Delta Sigma Theta. And of course, she's leading and blazing trails in the education system. Hey, guys, make sure you hit that subscribe button on all streaming platforms. And I'll see you all next week. Thank you.